Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and today, a look at a handful of spring and summer movies just around the corner. It's that time of year when comic book characters come to life, and movie budgets go well into the stratosphere. From Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to Wonder Woman to a film I can't wait to see called Baby Driver, big films are on the way. I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. Happy Earth Weekend. So let's toast Mother Earth with a natural wine. But what exactly is this? We'll discuss a little bit later in the show. And let's talk Sonoma and two areas of the expansive county in particular. Sonoma Valley, also known as Valley of the Moon, and Dry Creek, where some of the finest Zinfandel wines are produced. But before we get into wine, let's prep our palate with some of the new releases to look for. Gary, what do you think? I love it when you prep my palate. I, I love to prep Every your guy palate. wants his palate prepped. <laughs> well, mark it. Mark it. Um, so on May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 opens. So this is set, uh, and, and I'm just going to go back to that first one with, with Chris uh, Pratt, Pratt mm-hmm. was just a ginormous hit. Huge. And really fun with all the characters. Uh, this one is set two to three months after that first film. And, of course, they travel throughout the cosmos, struggle to keep their newfound family together <laughs> while he- helping Peter Quill learn more about his true parentage. Um, it's written and directed by James Gunn, did the first film. And it's got Chris Pat, uh, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista. Great Vin, cast. Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper. A lot of these are just voices. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker, whom, whom Michael Rooker is really always interesting to me. He's a scary dude. Yeah. Uh, Stallone and Kurt Russell. But the, the I, I'm going to make this overall statement that these super, I don't want to call them superhero movies, but Marvel comic book, um, DC comics, these these super big giant tentpole yeah. movies with yeah. these characters, I think they've all kind of gone up a notch. Really? I think they've all, when I look at Logan and I look at Deadpool, mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I think of what's coming up like a new Spider-Man movie, I think, I'm, I'm hoping they're elevating these because they're having to get big mm-hmm. and, and maybe even a little bit better to kind of sustain that. Well, that I think we've seen this and we did. We talked about Logan a couple weeks ago on the mm-hmm. show as well as obviously a different um kind of production house but Beauty and the Beast was some yes. of the films that Disney's making they're they're really great films and and though this isn't an animated film it's almost taking that kind of mystical magical creature yeah. that that I think kind of appeals to such a wide genre and I also think that we have I mean they are going after the 18 to 34 year olds 
the you know the hottest kind of buying um, market demo that, yeah, they that are. there is, and, and they're succeeding, and they're succeeding, and it's because a lot of them look like video games, and and you you've actually kind of known or gotten to know some yeah. of these characters both through comic books, but also through these kind of video games, and that's who's playing them. So it's 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 interesting and until they drop off and start to get really bad, and I thought they were going to get there mm-hmm. about a year ago, and then they started taking these up a notch. So I'm all in until they're good. Um, until they're, until bad. they're bad. Yes, until they're, they're bad. good I'm all right in, now. I'm yes. all in while they're good. Yes, except don't make me ever sit through, what, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. The, I will the rematch. Ne- I will never get those two hours of my life back. No, we won't. And that's when they were getting really bad. <laughs> I, I totally agree. May 12th, Snatched. I can't wait for this. Originally titled Mother Daughters, directed by Jonathan Levine. He did 50-50. Great that, film. Yeah, that movie. And uh, he did Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which is more along the lines of probably what we're used to yes, seeing. Yes, but it was do. in Hawaii, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Not a great movie. No. Uh, but uh, this has got Amy Schumer from Trainwreck and Goldie Hawn, who won the Oscar for the first film she was in. The first film she starred in was Cactus Flower with, I think, Walter Matthau back in 1969. She won Best Supporting Actress. She starred in Spielberg's first film. The wow. Sugarland Express. Oh, yeah. It's got Joan Cusack, Wanda Sites. It's that mother-daughter. They're on some adventure and some vacation. They get off on a wrong road. They get captured. I don't know anything about it, but everything about it makes me laugh. Well, I think that there's you can kind of trust Amy Schumer. I, I don't trust know, Amy Schumer. I don't know. I, you know, everything that I've seen her in, and granted, I haven't seen her in a lot, Yeah. but she does make me laugh a she lot. She makes me laugh, and she's really dirty and really honest and really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Amy Schumer fan, and of course, uh, what's the what's the, what's your greatest Goldie Hawn film? Would it be Overboard? No, it no. was it was Pro- Protocol. Pro- yeah. Oh, I love yeah. Protocol. Yeah, yeah. Where she shows up at the barbecue with her jam box and, and Private Benjamin, yeah. and everybody's in their um their their Sunday best. <laughs> She's like, oh, they said it was a barbecue. Have you ever done that? I think. I- <laughs> okay, there's a King Arthur movie coming out on May 12th. Also, it's going to compete against Snatched. I just like saying that. Um, and this is a guy, new guy Richie's new film, mm-hmm. and and it's the story of King Arthur, but it's it's kind of the backstory. I think with Charlie Hunnam, mm-hmm. um, who's this British actor, uh, Jimon Hansu's in it, Jude Law, Eric Bana. Uh, it's also <laughs> he's a young Arthur. He's living on the back streets of Londinium. And uh, with his crew or whatever, and mm-hmm. and then he gets all involved. He pulls the sword from the stone Excalibur, so it's kind of a. So is it like a modern King Arthur? I don't know, but it's Guy Ritchie, so it's going to look like Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not really Sherlock Holmes; they can do fantastic things, right. And they have powers. I right. don't, I don't know, but I kind of like the idea of yeah. Guy Ritchie doing a King Arthur film, which we sat through Camelot the other day, and you cannot Dead. compare that no. to probably this. But I like what he's going to do with sword work mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm I'm kind of all in, and I'm kind of a fan of Charlie Hunnam's too, uh, because I think he's an he's a guy from uh, what was the TV show Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. and he was the star of that. He was in Children of Men with Clive Owen, mm-hmm. but he was also the star of uh, Queer as Folk on mm-hmm. television. And mm-hmm. I think he's a really interesting actor. So I I'm kind of all in. I'm looking forward to this. You never know. The proof is always in the viewing. So. You know, with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Snatched, and a new King Arthur film, there's stuff to look forward to coming and up. I can't wait to pair because I know it's the, the next few weeks we will actually have seen these films and yes. we'll get a chance to, to talk a little bit more in depth about them. You can't really pair without seeing. 
Well, um, not really. Not, not really. I mean, you can kind of yeah. I theoretically. might say I might say Snatched is probably going to be more a cocktail movie, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. But before we snatch, <laughs> you just want to say it again. I do. Um, okay, let's break up the new release talk a okay. little bit and talk about kind of another new idea, but it's really not. I think it's just a little bit confusing because one of the kind of hippest hottest topics is everybody wants to drink natural wine, but but there's not. And there's not a set definition of what natural wine actually means. So I thought with kind of Earth Day being this weekend that there's it not would be, one set of guidelines uh, that make it natural. Well, and that's kind of the thing. I think that that's where there it is probably being um, being created as we speak. But then yeah. of course it has to go through accreditation and regulations and all of the mm-hmm. the things that actually um, will will define the the guidelines in a pretty strict manner. But but there are a lot of wines on the market that kind of claim to be natural and you kind of have to um you have to know your winemaker you have to know your vintner and you have to trust what what is going on because because there aren't any actual you know regulations how how do you know exactly but there's there's kind of a general belief that natural growers um nurture biodiversity while embracing and observing nature that's kind of their mantra um, the philosophy carries from vineyard into cellar, with many employing organic and or biodynamic tools in the vineyard and low intervention in the winery. So that's kind of like the, the general belief. But as we don't have, if a wine says natural on, on the bottle, and, and try, it's kind of like when they said that, that everything like fat-free and sugar-free um, we're good for you because um, that's not necessarily true. Just because it's, it's fat free doesn't mean it's healthy, and just because it's sugar free doesn't mean that it's good for you. Absolutely. So um, there are kind of three strict principles, though, that you can define and are defined very, very uh, vigorously and, okay. and stringently to to help a, a consumer understand what they should be drinking, and that's organic, biodynamic, and sustainable. And they're kind of key practices that green wineries are focusing on today. So. So what is an organic wine? Basically, you can't use anything synthetic. You can't use synthetic pesticides. You can't use any chemicals. You um, really let nature do its thing. You can't use sulfites in the in the actual winery to produce your wine. You pr- produce your wine in a very organic manner. That does mean that you can use organic approved things like sulfur and copper, though, and I'm not saying that those are always But those good are natural. It's, a, it's an actual, exactly, it's an element, but I'm yes. not saying that that's exactly always healthy either. So no. it's still a little bit confusing. Um, sustainable winemaking, and this is really, if, if, if you're drinking a wine today that's not at least in my opinion, farmed and produced in a sustainable manner, then then that's an issue because it's very easy to just keep mother keep Mother Earth in mind. Um, really, because and I remember I had a, a discussion with the winemaker up at Newton Vineyard several years ago, and and his whole thing was, you know, my kids play in these vineyards, our workers are out in these vineyards every day. If you're if you're if you're spraying Roundup on your vines, then that's a problem because yes. people are going to inhale that, and that that is a chemical that we know will harm you. And it's very easy to find something that that is less is lower intervention, and and then in addition, you can do things like like cover crops and composting and bird boxes to fight off raptors and and or to fight off um, harmful wildlife. And you can you can use solar energy, solar energy, just the use of solar in some wineries 
has offset CO2 emissions to the equivalent of planting like 40 to 50,000 trees. Wow, it's significant. It's huge. And then biodiversity kind of takes it to the next very intense level, which is you do a lot. There are a lot of different practices that you can follow, including um, planting a ram's ram's horn with manure and creating your compost out of that after it's been in the ground for six months or something. Well, that sounds like something that would scare off predators. There are a lot of of um, things that you can use with biodynamic winemaking. But really, it's that you create an ecosystem that allows vines to thrive while kind of benefiting the entire network. So, few quick wineries of okay. who kind of follows what. So, Biodynamic, um, Covert is actually one, and they're going to be one of our featured wines uh, at my Dallas and Cork dinner up on, coming up on June 5th with Julian Fayard. That's his winery. Fun. Raymond used, does, I think, about 10 to 15% of their vineyards are Biodynamic. Bergstrom in Willamette, Brooks Winery in Willamette. Benzinger is actually one of the best kind of green farmers in Sonoma County. They employ all three different methods and their various vineyards and the fruit that they buy from. Um, one of my favorites, though, is from the Longadoc. It's the winery is Leon Baral, and Dieter Baral is their their winemaker and owner. And he kind of takes this whole idea of biodiversity to the next level because he's such a he he doesn't want to do anything that would harm the natural ecology of of his vineyards at all like he doesn't use any machinery he doesn't he he kind of he doesn't even plow between his vines he just kind of lays the ground over with wow. this special machine that he created that 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 doesn't actually chop the grass he just kind of pushes it down so it naturally goes compost back into the, the earth. He's great, and his wines are very, very regionally specific and really, really, really incredible. He's, I, I love that wine. It's uh, it's from the Languedoc region of France, and the winery is Leon Barral. For organic, um, a few really great ones, a lovely rosé, Mas de la Dame is organic under Qualité France, which is kind of the French, um, how, how the French... Uh, regulate organic um, hall, which we talked about hall not too long ago on the show. Ellers, Spotswood, and Napa Valley just won the gold medal, the gold medal environmental award um, for 2017 for their um, kind of efforts with the environment. Yeah. Um, Caspar, um, and then also the island of Santorini, which this is kind of a cool thing in in Greece because of the vines and the. Them being on an island, they have pretty much been a sustainable and mostly organic um, growing habitat since they started. It's also one of the few areas that hasn't really ever been affected by phylloxera. Yeah. So a lot of their vineyards um, have never, they're still original root plantings, which is also very cool. Well, that sounds healthy in Santorini. Absolutely. And then sustainable, again, it's, it's, your wine sh- should at least be sustainable, and there are so many yeah. great ones. Jordan is one that we love. Domaine Carneros, sparkling wine from from uh, Napa Valley. We love their wines. All of their vineyards are sustainable. They also use solar. Maryvale, Stoller is another one of our favorites from, we love from Willamette. And again, it's just this whole idea that if you don't, if you don't add anything back to the to the process, that will will not be something natural, you're actually going to get a, a more authentic 
very site-specific, terroir-driven wine that tells the story of the land in that vintage. And I think that just that alone is enough to make me want to drink yeah. kind of a green wine. And it tastes really good. And they're just, they're lovely yeah, wineries. These, these exactly. are beautiful wines yeah. that you mentioned. And when we come back on Wine and Film, a perfect pairing, more summer movies I can't wait to see, including big budget versions of Wonder Woman. Uh, we'll hit on Spider-Man a little bit. And the film everyone's talking about, it's, uh, it's on everybody's lips that loves film. It's called Baby Driver. And we'll explain, and we will be right back. And we're back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, talking about Sonoma, looking ahead to some of the big summer films, wine that's sustainable. (laughs) Uh, Summer films come out, including... uh, a, a sequel to Aliens and Wonder Woman starring an Israeli actress, Gal Gadot, who's a new on the scene, but we saw her in, in a Civil War movie. They, mm-hmm. they kind of revealed her. But mm-hmm. on May 19th, Aliens Covenant comes out. So it's Ridley Scott directing. You've been so excited about well, this. Well, I'm a Ridley Scott fanatic. Yeah. And you're an Aliens fanatic. And I'm an alienette. So the first two are great. They weren't great after that. But Alien and Aliens, which James Cameron did the second one. Mm-hmm. But this is the second chapter in a prequel trilogy. Prometheus was the first, and I was disappointed in Prometheus. I thought at the end of that movie, it looked like they were fighting the guy, the strong man from Cirque du Soleil. Uh, it just didn't <laughs> quite work for me. But this is kind of going back to his 1979, his, his Ridley Scott's original one. And it's, you know, the, the, the crew of the ship, the colony ship Covenant is, is on the far side of the galaxy. They go to this uncharted paradise. It's actually a real dark, dangerous world. And there's only one inhabitant. And it, it's a synthetic human played by Michael Fassbender. Wow. Who was in Prometheus. And, uh, That's and, not very sustainable. And he's a survivor of that doomed expedition. And so it's got him, it's got Numi Rapace in it. She was, the, she was the girl in Dragon Tattoo in the original Swedish version. And then it's got Billy Crudup in it and Guy Pearce in it. But I'm all over this alien thing, and I'm setting, I could be setting myself up for disappointment. Yeah. Because no, it's going to be great. I, I don't know. I just don't know. But I trust Ridley Scott, and I want him to nail this. And I didn't. I don't think he nailed Prometheus at all. On June second, uh, Wonder Woman comes out, and I'm, I'm on the fence on this. I, I look at the trailer and the previews, and you know, previews are meant to sell tickets, not necessarily tell you the truth. But it's just Wonder Woman superhero from the DC comics. It's directed though by Patty Jenkins, who did Monster. Mm-hmm. With Charlize Theron, and she won the Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine's in it with this actress, uh, Connie Nielsen, Robin Wright, Love. like her, Danny Houston, David mm-hmm. Thewlis. And it's all during, you know, it's World War One, and this pilot crashes there, Chris Pine, on this island that she's in charge of, and it's and she's Diane Prince, Diana Prince, and she learns about World War One. So she goes off the island to try to stop the war, and she becomes Wonder Woman. Wow. So it's a World War One period film. Mm-hmm. And I... I think it has potential to be really cool. And not just and a woman. And didn't Wonder Woman just celebrate? She just had a big anniversary. The, I think it was. And I don't know what number that is, whether it's 70 or I there can't remember. Some, but yes, yeah. she had a, she had a, she, she, she looks really good for me. I think we saw her on CBS Sunday we morning. Did, with yes. Linda Carter. With Linda Carter, the TV version <laughs> of it. So on June 20th. 20- I'm excited about this, though. I, I think that. I am too. I. I, I, I I'm kind of disappointed that it took us this long to tell in all of the comic book 
movies that have been produced that it took us this long to get. Well, they tried years ago with Catwoman. Well, I just didn't think that, that counted. Just did not count. <laughs> did Catwoman actually have her own? There was movie? a cat. Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah, there was. Yeah, who was Halle it? Berry? Yeah, Tibet. but I thought she was a part of. Well, she was part of one, but she got her own movie. Oh, she did. Yeah, there was a Catwoman yeah, movie. There I just might even have been that. a sequel. Baby Driver <laughs> is coming out on June twenty eighth. So I know nothing about this. I know it's on. It's on all. All the freaks on all this stuff are all coming out of the woodwork, and um, it it had a premiere, and I I don't know if it was at con or or whether it's at Toronto or somewhere, but it, it, it's a getaway driver played by this young guy Ansel Elgort, and uh, he wears. Uh, he, he listens on headphones the whole time to music as he pl- he's a criminal. He's a getaway driver for guys doing robberies, doing heist. But he, he can't communicate unless he's listening to music. So the soundtrack of his life plays through all of this stuff. Hmm. And, uh, and it's Kevin Spacey is the bad guy in it. Lily, he falls in love with a girl and he wants to get out of the driving business. And his name is Baby. Nice. So you're on a date. And you're on a first date with a girl, and it's Lily James. And hey, what's your name? Uh, my name's Baby. Hey, Baby. Don't call me Baby. Don't call me Baby. John Bernthal's in it from Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and we've liked. John Hamm's in it. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is in it. But it's written and directed by Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead. He did uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He he did Hot Fuzz. He did those comedies with the British guys. And every, and everybody's talking about how good Kevin Spacey is, how good the music is in this film, and how interesting it is. That's an interesting take on a, a very kind of original, unique take on, it on is. this kind of film. Mm-hmm. So it is, and I and and the and the word is that it just is an adrenaline rush, has a kick butt music score, and is really a fascinating film. And and uh, there's a couple reviews out on it of mm-hmm. people that have seen it at festivals and said. Man, this is a big wow. This mm-hmm. is something coming up. And then Spider-Man's coming out July 7th. And I don't really care other than it's back to him as a high school kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Michael Keaton's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So because Michael Keaton's in it, that interests me more. Mm-hmm. That's probably my age speaking about the movie because I kind of trust Michael Keaton in movies mm-hmm. lately. So, I, you know, I'm looking for that. And then there's one more real quick. Dunkirk, which is Chris Nolan's film. About the Battle of Dunkirk in, in the Great World War. So that mm-hmm. would be World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it just looks stunning. It looks like it could be the best film of the summer. Uh, I'm, I have no idea. It's Chris Nolan who did the Batman movies and uh, did The Dark Knight and he did Inception. And I think this guy makes great you movies. Trust him. And every time he makes a movie, I trust him. So Well, and I know we're going to yeah. get more into it next week, but you just saw Lost City of Z. And I loved it. Yeah, Lost and that's City actually of, out this weekend. Yeah, but. Charlie Hunnam's in that one, too. Mm-hmm. He's the lead, and I'm really impressed with that. It's, a, it's an adventure film about a true British guy who went to South America between Bolivia and Brazil and rode the Amazon River for years mm-hmm. and lived to I tell can't about wait. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it more next week. Yeah. But, but if you're going to a movie this weekend, Gary's giving it a thumbs up. I'm giving it a big thumbs up. I think I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. It's I just beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't, so I can't there's wait. some stuff coming good, up. Yeah. Good summer stuff. Big, big... Big summer movies. We hope so. You never know. Some of them are always a big disappointment. Well, yeah, but, but we know a lot of money has been spent, and I bet we're going to have a very large um, advertising budget spent. I can't wait to take you to an Aliens movie. Over the next few months. <laughs> It'll be very fun. But for right now, why don't we celebrate Sonoma a little Yay, bit? Yay, Sonoma. We, I just came back, and then we're both going next weekend. Yep. Um, but just uh, attended a really, really cool event. So you think about Sonoma County. Sonoma 
Sonoma County is huge, and it's it encompasses so many different parts. Whereas Napa Valley is maybe a fifth the size of, of, or Napa County is maybe a fifth the size of Sonoma County, and and. Within Sonoma County, you have all of these little, very special pockets of of individual um, ABAs, individual little viticultural areas, because it is so different. It is so varied. But at the entrance to Sonoma County, down in Carneros, is Sonoma Valley, and it's also known as Valley of the Moon. Sonoma, actually, that is the, the kind the of Native yeah. American uh, translation for Sonoma. And it's situated perfectly between the Sonoma Mountain and the Mayacamas Mountain. And so, because of this placement and and influences from San Francisco Bay, influences from the mountain regions, and the so many different microclimates that make up this part of, of Sonoma, you actually have the ability to grow almost anything, including incredible Pinot Noirs and gorgeous Chardonnays, especially from some of our favorites like Ramsgate yes. and and, um, and and Gloria Ferrer's sparkling wine from Carneros, just lovely wines. These are beautiful high-end wines. And then you get up into to some of the more mountain regions and you have really great Cabernet. You have Incredibles in Vendel. Um, kind of what the nice thing about this event that I went to, which was the inaugural event, it was called Signature Sonoma Valley, was really to give guests a, a full immersion into why this very small area of Sonoma is so special. And it's also a place that has some of the most historic wineries of, of the entire county, including Buena Vista, which was actually the first winery in in California, it was established in nineteen or sorry, 1857. That was seven years after California became a state. Wow! It's also um, their 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 plaza, the Sonoma Square, was one of the the northernmost missions that um, the Spaniards actually built in in uh, in California, and and then Buena Vista came along. Boise owns it now, Jean-Charles. He hosted one of the evenings, and it was really this lovely celebration of both the history, because in addition to being in this very historic winery that Jean-Charles has done a gorgeous job just kind of creating into a true showplace, as as I would only think he would do, but also just some of the people. I had a chance to sit with Richard Arrowwood, who we both love. He owns Amapola Creek now, but over his very long career, he was winemaker for Chateau St. Jean, one of the, the, you know, kind of celebrated wineries of the region. He started Arrowwood that he then sold and and created Amapola Creek that we went up and and He's tasted been making with him. wine for 50 years at least 40 years yes 50? yes, yes. Um, that's a lot of vintages it's a lot of vintages under his belt I want to he it's 50 plus vintages that he's actually worked in Sonoma. What a nice guy. As well as Joel Peterson who has always been one of my favorite guys. I think he was he was one of my earliest interviews that I did when I um, kind of became, when I decided to start writing about wine. He Were you always, kind of in awe of him when you met him? Oh, for completely. First well, and, and so Joel Peterson, actually, he started Ravenswood, and he is yeah. known as as kind of the godfather of Zinfandel, of California Zinfandel in particular. He always starts every meal with a glass of champagne, which that I just love about him. And he's seen, he's actually celebrated his 70th birthday over the, the time that we were there. And, and, has has been 
celebrating making great Zinfandel that that has also that also has a lot of faces, and we're going to talk about Zinfandel a little bit more in just a second. But over this time period, to to sit with just these two icons of the valley was so special. And then you 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 we got to visit Landmark, which makes beautiful Pinot yes. Noirs and Chardonnays. Three Sticks. We we did a day, a uh, kind of a, a vineyard tour and tasting at Durrell Vineyard, which just the Durrell Vineyard Chardonnays are some of the most celebrated in all of of California, if not beyond that. You know, Kistler makes a Durrell Vineyard. Three Sticks does. Pally does. Ramsgate does. Uh, beautiful, fantastic wine. So it was a really, really great event. This was their first one. They'll be, um, you know, it will be something that happens about this time every year going forward. And I think it was a huge success. Yeah, you they hung out with all the heavyweights. And did Jean Charles hug on you? A little bit. We love Jean Charles, <laughs> and 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 had a great kind of uh, wrap up uh, closing night dinner at Ramsgate, which they had, were also one of our Dallas and Cork dinners a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, some of my favorite one and one of my favorite places to visit. It's just fantastic. It is. Um, yeah. But then next week, so Signature Sonoma Valley, put it on your list now. Look for it. Um, it's as much a, a, a wine event as just a really great kind of consumer event that that, to, that you get to learn a lot about this really special area. Next week, we're actually going out together, which I can't wait. I get to, to tag along to Sonoma. Well, you're you're working too. We're we're, we're I'm a Sonoma barnacle. We're in this together. <laughs> I can do this. We're going out to the Dry Creek region of Sonoma, which is basically Healdsburg. Yeah. Guys are real um, Healdsburg. Love Healdsburg. Um, for their 28th annual. Passport to Dry Creek, and 45 of the wineries in Dry Creek Valley open up their doors to to visitors. And you, we're going to kind of just do a little visit this winery for a little bit, and then pop over and visit this winery. So it's kind of a so we're not lingering in one place very long. Well, we can though. That's the beauty of it. It's almost guests can can stay at one place as long as they want to because everybody has a different theme. I know one winery is having a a luau. I know one winery is having a big barbecue. There's snacks at at every spot, and it's a really great way to to, snacks and we (laughs) to understand awesome um, why Dry Creek is so cool and. There are some, you know, some of the the wineries that that we love are participating, including Spraja. Love Spraja. Spraja's great. Dutcher Crossing, Fritz, Lambert Bridge, Ferrari Carano, Dry Creek Vineyard. Um, they're big wines. They do Zinfandel, they do Cab, but it's a very warm part of Sonoma. So our alcohol levels on these wines are a little higher. A little bit higher. Which is why it's so great that they're food wines. Hydrate. We're gonna, yes, we're going to drink lots of water as well as lots of wine and have good snacks. Isn't I can't wait. Good? It's a really great thing, though, I think. And you can go to like Dry Creek Valley or dot yeah. com or org, something like that. Um if you want to come out and hang out with us, because I know there's still tickets available. Yeah, if you see us, say hi, and we'll we'll talk about the podcast. By the way, 28th Annual Passport to Dry Creek. Do I get to wear like a lanyard? I think you might have a lanyard. Do I get a badge? Probably. You like badges. And I like like to bring them home and (laughs) hang them on the door door handle. Next week on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, uh, a very well-made true story adventure film starring Charlie Hunnam, as we mentioned earlier, Searches for the Lost City of Z. And the beauty, Emma Watson, is teaming up with two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks in a tech film about personal ethics and privacy. It's called The Circle, and you've seen a lot of ads on TV for it. And guess what? They decided no advanced screening for critics. 
That's so what does that mean sign. when they do not screen a film? I'll explain next week. <laughs> but for more on the films and the wines we talked about today, please check out our blog on CogillConsulting.com or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill and see what we're drinking now. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on... Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.